Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another Hump Day Wednesday, the 20th of January, 2021. And welcome back, of course, to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. This is Darren Mitchell, and I trust you've enjoyed, so far, a really productive week and looking forward to taking advantage of the opportunities that are no doubt in front of you as we uh, look at the back end of the week and uh, lead into the weekend. And in Australia, uh, next week is uh, 26th of January being Australia Day. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about emotional intelligence. I've done a lot of a lot of work over the last few months in particular, whether it be one-on-one or in group sessions, where we're talking about this concept of emotional intelligence and how as leaders, if we're to be really, really effective in our leadership, really set the example, but provide a platform for growth uh, and sustainability with our team, then we need to have this thing called emotional intelligence or EQ as it's now known. Now, what's really interesting about this is that if you look at most organizations today, in fact, the great organizations, they are now spending a huge amount of emphasis on emotional intelligence, in fact, higher than just normal IQ or intelligence. So no longer when it comes, certainly when it comes to uh, hiring people for salespeople, for example, um, many organizations now are putting their prospective employees, prospective salespeople through various cognitive tests to identify their level of emotional intelligence and whether they, they think these people are somebody who they can invest in and potentially become leaders down the track because they recognize the importance of emotional intelligent leaders to the growth and, and I guess, sustainability of their organization. So it's really interesting that over the last probably five to 10 years in particular, more and more organizations are placing more emphasis on this thing called EQ rather than just simply EQ, IQ. Uh, so as leaders, we need to be fully across what emotional intelligence is, but also even more importantly than that, we need to be able to demonstrate the core capabilities and core attributes of emotional intelligence so that we continue to earn the right to lead our teams and deliver those results that no doubt we want to be uh, become sustainable. So in today's episode, I want to talk about a specific element of self-awareness, and, uh, and it's a thing called the Jahari window, which is a really interesting model that came out of the 1950s, but I'll talk about that in a sec. Before I jump into that, just a reminder, of, and I think I've recorded a few podcasts maybe last year around this topic of emotional intelligence and the fact that there's many different models that's come from various authors and psychologists, but essentially there's a there's a common theme across many of the emotional intelligence models. And I wanted to draw upon one that came from Daniel Goldman, who's probably the most famous, I guess, author psychologist that's written uh, books on emotional intelligence. And essentially he has four key categories of emotional intelligence or EQ that he talks about. And this being self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. And as leaders, it's really important that we get really good at each of these elements to the point where we can lead a team effectively and give ourselves every opportunity of creating that environment for sustainable results. So I just want to touch a little bit on each of those and then talk about this thing called the uh, the Jahari window, which fits really well into the self-awareness area. From a self-awareness point of view, this is what a, a great leader needs to uh, have in terms of attributes and qualities in relation to emotional intelligence. First of all, they've got to have self-confidence. They've got to have an emotional awareness of what's going on. So are they emotionally aware of their own emotions, which is a bit of a entendre, double entendre, but are they aware of their emotions? Are they also able to recognize how their behavior impacts 
other people. So this level of self-awareness is really important. Once you've got a level of self-awareness in place, it's then a matter of, okay, how well do we manage ourselves? So how well do we get on with others? Are we good at controlling our emotions? Do we have uh, things like adaptability? Do we have uh, integrity? Do we have an overriding feeling and approach of optimism? So self-management is really about being self-aware, first of all, but then managing our emotions and managing I guess our behavior as we as we interact with our team and set that set the platform for growth. The social awareness therefore is is really about I, I think reading the play. So it's empathizing with uh, what's happening, empathizing with people who you're dealing with, empathizing with team, key stakeholders. Also really reading the play in terms of what is the big picture here? Can I read the big picture? Can I really look behind what's actually being said to to understand what the true meaning is? of the situation that's in front of me. So just being aware of, because sometimes people will say things that are not necessarily the truth, or they might be hiding things, or might be some context behind the conversation, for example, that you're missing out on, that you need to be able to ask questions. And this level of social awareness from an emotional intelligence point of view is really important, certainly from a leader's point of view, because it means that, hey, it's not so much you won't suffer fools lightly, but you'll be able to see things and then with a, a curious nature, ask some questions to get some more context and hopefully uh, reveal the truth and therefore be able to deal with uh, situations that are in front of you. And of course, the last part there is relationship management. So this is about how do you manage your relationships? How good are you at facilitating conversations, facilitating uh, situations, uh, would it be conflict resolution or how do you develop others? How do you influence others? How do you collaborate? And do you really focus your attention on cultivating strong relationships that will lead themselves to creating that environment where sustainability is a is a almost a fait accompli? And so those four key elements are really important. But I wanted to talk about specifically the self-awareness element today. And if, if I'm fair, there's a lot of people I've worked with over the last probably five years in particular, and this is clients but also non-clients that probably, I wouldn't say suffer from a lack of self-awareness, or a better better phrase would be they probably are not as self-aware as they could be. And so it potentially restricts them in terms of their ability to exert their influence, get the results they're looking for. So I find that a lot of clients in particular that... Uh, maybe lacking uh, some cultural elements or lacking some team cohesion. One of the key reasons for that is unfortunately a lack of self-awareness. And once we once we can unlock the self-awareness puzzle uh, and people can start taking a really good hard look at themselves and really uh, really build and increase that level of self-awareness, it's amazing what can actually happen because their level of Integrity all of a sudden goes up, the collaboration ability goes up, and all the other three elements, self-management, self-social awareness, and relationship management, funnily enough, tend to improve once the leader improves their own level of self-awareness. Now, one of the key things in order to do that is to look at how can we actually increase and improve our level of self-awareness. And there is one one particular model that I absolutely love, and I use this a lot, and it's called the Jahari window. Now, Jahari, it's a really interesting name, was actually invented back in, I think, the 1950s by a couple of um, couple of dudes called Joseph Luft and Harry Ingram, and I think somehow they came up with Jahari by combining uh, their two names and putting it together, and hence coming up with the name. But the, um, the, key, the key model is, there's four coordinates to this model, and what it does it's a fantastic tool for not only understanding and training around self-awareness, 
It's fantastic for personal development. It helps improve communications, interpersonal relationships, uh, team relationships, group dynamics, like 360-degree type conversations. It's just phenomenal. And it's essentially based on two dimensions. It's uh, attributes or adjectives, if you like, or qualities of an individual that are known to yourself. So this is where the self-awareness comes into it. But also, particularly when it comes to getting feedback 360 group dynamics, it's also attributes or adjectives that are potentially known or unknown by others. So there's two elements there, itself, but also others. And of course, any any level of feedback, you've got to do some self-reflection, of course, as we talk about a lot on this podcast, but also get feedback from others in terms of what they're seeing in terms of behaviors. Not what they're seeing in terms of the opinion of you in terms of your personality, but what are they seeing in terms of behaviors and attributes. And so putting all this together, you got four quadrants. And the first quadrant, it's all about, okay, there are going to be things that are going to be known to uh, yourself, but also going to be known to others. So this is quadrant number one, and this is called the open self or the arena. And so there'll be qualities that will be known to you. Uh, and there'll be qualities that are known to other people. So there's going to be a match. So when you're getting feedback from people, if what you think about yourself is true and what other people see about you is also reflected in, in the same sort of attributes, then there's a match there. And obviously, that's that's the, the first quadrant, which is the arena or the open self. But then there are going to be some qualities that potentially are going to be known to others or they'll see and observe uh, it in you but it won't necessarily be known to you. And this is an area where I often talk about in terms of being blind spots, and particularly with leaders. A lot of leaders operate with blind spots, and it's it's not a weakness. It's just something that is a little bit unfamiliar. However, there may be some people in your, in your sphere of influence or in your environment that notice certain things about you and how you behave and what sort of attributes you bring to certain situations that may be blinded to you, but is known to others. And this is where quadrant number two comes in, and it's called the blind spot or the blind self. So attributes or qualities that are known to others that they see, but not necessarily known to you. Quadrant number three then is going to be what's called the hidden self. And this is where there'll be qualities, attributes, adjectives, where you know that they're there, but you're doing everything you possibly can to hide it from others. And so it's not necessarily something that they will visibly see, and so not necessarily known to others. And this is what's called the facade or the hidden self. It's almost like you're hiding certain elements of your I guess your behaviors, your attributes, your personality to some degree from others so they don't see it. And this is called the, the hidden self or the facade. And then you've got our area number four, which is just the unknown self. And this is where there'll be attributes and adjectives where uh, there'll be things that are not known to you, but also not known or not yet discovered by other people either. Uh, and this is uh, this is an interesting one because it may, may require some further discovery. It might require some workshopping. Uh, but it's known as the unknown self where things are not known to you and they're not known to others. Now, for a lot of people, there may not be any issues there, but there may well be some things that uh, through discovery, through conversation, through collaboration, we might be able to uncover and therefore increase our level of uh, self-awareness in that that particular regard. And so when it comes to, and this is a great exercise to do with your team and and with with a wider group as well, key stakeholders, because what it does, it'll highlight certain things that are consistent uh, but also certain things that potentially, from a leadership point of view, you need to uh, you need to work on in order to improve your leadership standing, your leadership capability, and your level of influence. Uh, and there's various there's various ways to do this. You can come up with a list of known qualities, or you can just ask ask for people's perspectives. What I see work really well is, uh, and in front of me, I've got a list of I think about a hundred 
different uh, adjectives that you can pick from in terms of uh, giving people a list of words that potentially describe you. So anything from, and these are all positive ones, by the way. So you can also do this in the not so positive realm, which is uh, which is not something we want to necessarily highlight, but it can work both ways in terms of uh, in terms of the Jahari window. But looking at the positive attributes, the the positive objectives, you're looking at things like. Are you caring? Are you clever? Are you confident? Are you idealistic? Are you happy? Uh, are you knowledgeable? Are you introverted, quiet, proud, sensible, warm, witty, etc., etc.? So there's a whole host of things. And the way this works is you give you give people the opportunity to go through that list and highlight what are the 10, uh, 10 adjectives that would best describe you. Now, at the same time, you would do this for yourself as well. Now, what's really interesting is when you get people's feedback, there'll be matches. Once there's a match, then guess what? The words that are in common, these ones go into the open quadrant or the open self, which is quadrant number one. Words that you only choose, this is where it's potentially going to be hidden. So things that are known to you, but not necessarily known to others, which goes into quadrant number three. And then there's going to be things that uh, only your partner or only the people find, but potentially you haven't, which will go into the blind spot. So you'll end up with a number of objectives or qualities that will be in the various different quadrants, which gives you a great insight in terms of where there's a match in terms of your level of self-awareness and around emotional intelligence, but also where are potentially some things that you can work on to improve. And it's a great insight in terms of helping you identify some specific things that could be strengths that you can then continue to accentuate, but also some of the things that potentially might be a little bit unfamiliar for you or blind spots that you can then work with with people, work with coach, work with a mentor to uh, to help improve and move move in that direction. So a, a great a great way to do that. But the key the key message out of today is that if we are to be a exceptional sales leader um, and delivering these exceptional results time and time again, we need to have a heightened level of emotional intelligence. And one of the key ways to do that is to increase our level of self awareness. And being really true and honest with where we're at and what sort of attributes we have and also where perhaps we've got some shortfalls that we can start plugging some gaps. So using something like the Chahari window to improve your level of self-awareness is a phenomenal tool that we can add to the leadership kit bag to help us improve and uh, as we're always on this never-ending improvement cycle. So uh, I trust that message makes sense. And of course, a key reminder, if, uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you press subscribe which will enable me to let you know when brand new episodes are up and ready for listening. And if you can also please rate the show, that'd be greatly appreciated, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, a rating will enable other people just like you to find the show, which is uh, which is what we're all about. So as a key reminder as well, uh, if you are committed and you believe you've got another level you can get to in terms of your leadership and it's not quite there, then I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Let's do that in the next 90 days. Just simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com and pick a time and we'll have a call, have a conversation about what that program will look like for you so we can get you into the exceptional sales leader status as quickly as possible. So key message for today, emotional intelligence is absolutely critical to our leadership and absolutely critical to our ability to be exceptional sales leaders. And as part of that, being self-aware is one of the key pillars of emotional intelligence. And when we can do that, we can get one step closer to being that exceptional sales leader. So I look forward to talking to you on the very next podcast of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, 
But also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.